Gal. So, a little story for you. Uh, story for, time. Mainly for Charlotte, because I keep forgetting to tell you this, so I thought, what a better time than now. I'll just Do leave. you think you could move your camera down just a little bit so I'm not just seeing your two disembodied heads? No. No. We like it that way. Really disconcerting. Move it up. Move it higher. <laughs> higher? Now you can only see our hairlines. <laughs> Which are in two totally different locations. Yeah. <laughs> now you can only see our chests. Nice shirt, Zach. Thank you. I made it myself. It's good. It's good stuff. Thank you. I don't like this because this is kind of what she asked for. Well, that's what <laughs> we already played enough pranks. Okay, okay. So the other enough visual gags for a for a podcast. Right. We haven't hit our quota yet. The other day, uh pull up to Sweet Frog. You're a fan of the place Sweet Frog, right, Charlotte? Oh, it's been so long. Yes. So I, I, I don't eat at Sweet Frog a lot, but Tabby likes to. So she walks in and I look over at a car, two cars down. And I say, oh my sweet gosh, that is Charlotte Lehigh. So I pull out my phone to text you and say, look over to, I'm two cars over. But then I say, no, I want to surprise her. And so, so as Tabby's walking into the store, because I, I stayed in the car, I think, oh, no, Tabby will see her uh, and, and they'll say hi to each other. Tabby looks at the car and then walks in. And so I'm, I'm sitting there waiting. And I'm like, OK, she comes back and I say, isn't that Charlotte? She says, no, that's not Charlotte. And I'm like, oh, OK. So we get, begin to back out. and We both look over and we say, no, that's Charlotte. That is definitely Charlotte. And so I'm like, there's two cars in between us, though. So I say, OK. How do we figure this out, though? Because you've already walked in. We got back to our car. Then the people next to you on the other side, they pull out. So I get an idea. I'm going to pull next to Charlotte and roll down my window and say hi. And (laughs) there are tables. People are outside eating their sweet frog in front of this parking spot. So it's a little awkward. I have to pull up in front of all these tables of people. I pull up very slowly into the spot with this face on ready to surprise you and it is absolutely not charlotte (laughs) i was gonna say i haven't been in sweet frogs for about two years i lock eyes with the woman i lock eyes with everybody sitting out in front and then as soon as (laughs) as quick as i pulled into that spot i back out and leave (laughs) we already got our stuff what do i do at that point it was not you and i was very disappointed (laughs) well that's nice you could have made a new friend no, she, no. I, I'm waiting for you to say like, you know, she was a really, really old woman or <laughs> she was an old man. <laughs> Why on earth did you both think it was me? <laughs> she looked like- her I don't hair, think I want to know. Her hair looked like yours, which is a little longer now. And so I, so I thought, no, I think that's how Charlotte's hair looks. And she did, her hair looked like yours, but when she turned her face, her face, you know, it just wasn't even remotely similar when I actually looked at it head on. 
But even Tabby, who at first said, no, that's not Charlotte, was like, no, I think it is when we looked at it from that angle where we just saw your hair. Was the car the same? Because I have a very distinctive car. Yes. Okay. Well, it was your mom's car. I thought you were with your mom. Okay. It was far-fetched, but... We, we both have orange cars, so yeah, it it just, it's kind of like one of those weird dreams where things are almost normal, but what... All right. Zach, I just got shot. Zach's neighbor just shot a cannon over the house. Oh, wow. Man. That was a really loud gunshot. I do have the window open because it's kind of hot in here because Josh was having the oven on because I made mozzarella sticks. Ooh, I had mozzarella sticks yesterday and they were pretty satisfying except for the sauce was terrible. They, was they like frozen? You gotta the provide your own sauce like my boy Zach did. <laughs> no, I ordered them out and, and they were good, but the sauce was bad. You should have provided your own sauce like my boy Zach. <laughs> yeah, should have. These are, what are these, TJ Fridays? Yeah. yeah. I don't I mean, like the ones that are like flat. And that's what these are. are they I the rectangular ones look like fish sticks? That's what these are. Yeah. The cheese isn't quite stringy enough. Like when mm. you bite it, the cheese doesn't fool like mm-hmm. you. That's satisfying mozzarella stick. Ooh, yeah, and good. I don't like the ones that are that have like crumbly crust on the outside. I like the ones that are yeah. completely flat, shiny crust. Yeah, I don't like those kind either. <laughs> I just sounded like so sad. Like, yeah, as he's looking at his flat, crumbly. <laughs> yeah. You do what you got to do. Aesthetic mozzarella steak. Now wow. I really want sweet frogs, though. Now, here's a fun fact. Josh, a few minutes ago, kicked over a cup onto my floor and let the drink and ice spill all over the place. I did. Nice. I was very sorry about it. <laughs> did he not that. clean it up did you just watch it happen he insulted my apartment <laughs> i didn't insult his apartment you have a nice apartment it is very nice but you haven't been here in a while all i said Uh-oh. was all i said was because every time i come in he's like he'll apologize for something in the apartment he didn't today and this time i, I was looking said, okay today <laughs> well, <laughs> this time i just said i'm surprised that well i'll get one for instance I was looking ahead at his shoes in the corner and I said, it's quite clear that those shoes haven't moved in a while because they're covered in cobwebs <laughs> and the sunlight, the sun was coming straight through the skylight and shining right on these shoes. Illuminating as them. As if like the heavens wanted me to look at these shoes and they're like, <laughs> all over them. And all I said was his, his bedroom, I always remember his bedroom was always so clean. Bed made, floor clean, spotless, always. Smell good. Mm-hmm. Like, or for a teenage boy, it was always immaculate. So I just said I was surprised that the bedroom's a little messier. But it's different with your own house, I know. I didn't do a very good job cleaning my apartment either. When he, I was he walked in. He said, this smells like rancid beef. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I looked around and he said, this is disgusting. <laughs> and then he almost left, but I said I had mozzarella sticks. So he <laughs> stuck around. I said, all right, I'll stay as long as it takes to bake those. And then he had so little respect for you that when he spilled the drink on the floor, he was like... You know, this place is such a pigsty, Zach won't even notice. I don't even need it. I probably cleaned it up by spilling a drink on the floor. At least that spot's been, like, <laughs> mopped up now. Coke. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Don't Drink the Tea, where I uh, rate the cleanliness of Zach's apartment. I'm Josh. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this week, I'm very sorry. It's all right. I'll try to be nicer about it. My feelings house. are just devastated. I mean, but, you know, it's hard being a dude and living on your own you just don't have any skills 
My only skills is construction, and that doesn't help me clean the house. You can <laughs> that one eventually will get dirty again. I know. I have construction cleanup experience, but that's literally just sweeping sawdust. Well, if you ever get sawdust in here, you know. Oh, it's going to be gone. I can guarantee that. Anyway. I don't know how to introduce into conversation how awesome this this mic is and how I got it. Charlotte has brought her friend Mike. He's very cool. <laughs> He's an uh, Olympic gymnast. He wears polos. And he never speaks. Zach, Zach. <laughs> Perfect. In his generous spirit, his big heartedness, gifted both me and Charlotte with beautiful million dollar microphones to record with. Look They're at it. Quite a million dollars. Well, it was like half a more. Yeah. Well, it, just, well a million dollars altogether. Right. See, I thought, and, and listeners will know this because it's, canon that you guys had multiple times been eating cinnabon pop tarts and i wanted some <laughs> and so one day zach texted me and he's like i have something for you when can i bring it by and so we figured out a time but it didn't work out and he's like oh well we'll do it again soon i've got something for you i was like what on earth would zach have for me that he won't tell me what it is and i'm like oh of course it's a cinnabon pop tart okay and i was satisfied that i figured so it out and then he's like okay first of all here's your cinnabon pop tart i'm like oh i knew it and then then this, this heavy bag this mic is so legit and so Oh, it's just amazing. I love it so much. Did she did you give her the last cinnamon pop tart? No, I gave her the third to last and I ate oh, the other two in the meantime. Because I went to go get one today before we started recording. The box is still in the closet, but there's no pop tarts in it. Listen, there's a lot of boxes of trash <laughs> in that closet. But it's very clean apartment. It's very clean. <laughs> Imagine if those boxes were spread out all over the apartment like they were earlier this morning. You cleaned up before I got here? Yeah. Okay. That's why I was so offended. <laughs> I was like, dang, I thought I did an okay it's job. Not, it's not like dirt <laughs> or grime. It's just like things from your work and things that you know, yeah, don't I really just, have a spot. I don't have a spot for a lot of stuff because it's a tiny apartment. For instance, there's a bloody chainsaw down here on the floor. Right. Zach's emu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Geraldo. Geraldo the emu. Geraldo the emu. Well, we, we're glad that you sound so crystal clear now with your big mic. And how was the uh, cinnamon pop-tart? Uh, it was pretty good, actually. And I'm happy for this, too, because the last couple episodes, I've really been overcompensating, and I feel bad for that. I've been yelling. And so on the recordings, when I listen back to them, you guys sound like normal human beings, and I sound like I need way too much attention. I think it was which is, you were closer. Which is true. We I do away. need too much attention, but... It was just, it was really demanding. I, I, so uh, yeah, hopefully this will be better and I'll sign, sound less like a sociopath. You won't be talking as much this time? One can only hope. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> I, when we first started, um, I didn't have uh, Charlotte's voice coming through the speakers. And so Josh couldn't hear it at all. And I was tempted just to leave it to see what happened. <laughs> see if I noticed. Yeah, to see if Josh noticed because he doesn't usually listen anyway. No. Nope. It Only probably would have been no change whatsoever. Various things to say. Yeah. Like Geraldo, my emu. <laughs> so this week we read uh, a new book and Zach has watched a movie. I watched it. This it's a shame they're book. not the same book slash movie. No, no I watched Meet the Robinsons. A Again? lot of similarities. A lot of similarities. It's a good book. <laughs> I mean, movie. <laughs> Is there a book? Is that based on a book? 
I don't know, and I don't want to Google it. Well, is that the one with Tom Selleck? Yeah. I remember that. It has a frog in it and a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Time travel. Blonde kid. It blew my my little, like, I don't know, 10-year-old mind. Those time travel plots. I couldn't handle it yet. <laughs> it changed everything for you. It changed everything. So this week, we read Hercule Poirot's Christmas. That's the book that me and Charlotte read. The movie that uh, Zach watched. Yes. And this was the first time that you've read it. Is that right, Charlotte? I thought you said that. Yes, I did say that, and it's true. And it was, and it, yeah, it was true. I thought it might, you said that, but then you found out you actually had, or you didn't yeah. want to. I don't lie on purpose. It just I happened. Do, and now, I hadn't read the book, but I had seen the movie back from my terrible time of watching the movies before. I, you know, I want to go back and just punch myself in my little stupid face. Had you done the same? I have some regrets about that, too, yes. <laughs> it, it was the movie, too, for this yeah. one? I watched because I watch whenever I guess that was back in the day. What were they on before? What platform were were they on? Netflix, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I so I just watched everything. Yeah, Yeah, any any season that was on there, I watched it, whether I read the book or not, because I thought I had read all the books, not even close. But anyway, yeah. So I regret some of that too. Yes, I would rather have read the book first in almost every case. But you know. When me and Zach watched this movie, I, I, I know you've been watching on BritBox too. Did you watch it this time around? Have you watched it more recently? Yes, I have. What, remembering ha- watching them on DVD or on Netflix and then watching them on BritBox, when they say they remastered them, they mean it. These look mm-hmm. beautiful in comparison to how they used to look. Yeah. They're just so much more crystal clear. Like I watched one of those old, what's her name? Uh, is it Joan Hickson, the old Miss Marple? Mm-hmm. And bef- they were so grainy, like British TV of the 90s was like American TV of the 1890s. They were always so behind. And, <laughs> but when they remastered it, you know, it looks like it was made in, you know, it, it's it's super clear. And they did that with the Poirot series. It makes it a lot more enjoyable that you're not like, I can't tell who these people are. It's so Isn't grainy. it amazing, though? Yeah, because I, there's a, a show, an old show from like the 60s and 70s, a, a classic Brit- Britcom that I really like that I have on DVD and occasionally when my power is out or not my power yeah that doesn't work my internet you bust <laughs> out her portable DVD player yeah the crankable DVD player <laughs> yeah <laughs> sit in my car and plug it into my cigarette lighter and drain my battery uh cars don't have cigarette lights anymore they're yeah, uh but they still have the outlets yeah the the power is it not a powerpoint what do they call that uh PowerPoint. yeah powerpoint is it okay <laughs> Sounded wrong. Um, yeah, so sometimes I've watched the same episodes on BritBox and on yeah. DVD, and the DVDs look awful. But of course, they didn't back then. You were get you were getting what was quote unquote good quality. You didn't know. But yeah, it's, it right. is incredible how it trains your eye. But yeah, they're so. I love BritBox, and they've improved. <laughs> I had so many complaints about their app, but lately I've had same. I have had a lot less problems. They're working on it. I think they were actually listening. Good for you, BritBox. Thank you, BritBox. Enter Thanks. our promo code, uh, DDTT21. And you will get an additional $5 charge. <laughs> <laughs> right from us. Yes. Straight to the man. Straight to the queen herself. <laughs> she needs it. Yeah, she, yeah, she's having trouble paying that power bill. That's why she's cranking her DVD it's player a, all the time. It's a big house. <laughs> so, Zach, could you give us, like, just the the you know the basic 
what you would tell somebody this is about in a couple sentences. Like if I was reading the back of the yeah of the DVD exactly. box. Yeah, because the movie and the the movie is very faithful to the book. There's like two okay. minor differences. So you got an old dude named Simeon. He's so old, big old schnoz. <laughs> years ago, strangely yeah, important. Yes, good start. Years ago, him and his bud uh, found some diamonds, and now many years later, he's got the diamonds returned to him um, from the museum or something like that. And so he's invited all of his family back to the house, including Perot, to uh, bully them. <laughs> and, and he's going to change the will and make revisions based on new members of the family that are coming back into his life. And then um, that's when crap hits the fan, Very as they say. Not bad. Very nice. Yeah, so Simeon Lee has... Um, uh, in the book, is it? I think it's four sons because they trim one down in the movie. They take away a couple. Uh, it's Harry, George, Alfred, and David. David. Right. David gets axed in the movie. Right, and they kind of just merge their personalities. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then they each have well, besides Harry in the movie, and I think it's David in the book. Uh, they each have wives. Um, George has Magdala and George George is a politician and uh, he relies on an allowance from his dad and, and Alfred is a stay-at-home son and he has a wife Lydia right and uh, Lydia was kind of the pushy wife right and Alfred was kind of a little wishy-washy basically yeah, yeah. and uh, and um, David was the artistic son yeah like and, and who, Harry, was he a painter I think yeah and Harry was the one that returned um, from home. Uh, the prodigal son. Yeah. yeah, he returned from home around this time. Everybody's shocked to see him. And then also returning is Pilar, who is uh, the daughter of uh, Simeon's daughter. So his granddaughter. Uh, the daughter died, but Pilar has come. Nobody's met her. Nobody will like has thought about her in forever. And she's invited uh, to this uh, party and shaking everything up. And that, of course... Pilar Estravados is the name, right, that Kenneth Branagh used for um, uh, the character in Murder on the Orient Express, right? That is, uh, yeah, that's correct. Well, what's the actress? Penelope um, Cruz. Yeah, he changed her name from whatever it was before. Uh, no, that was Ingrid Bergman's character, right? Right. So obviously Ingrid Bergman and, and Penelope Cruz are probably not going to have the same name. Mm -hmm. So he changed it to Polaris Travados from, I can't remember what the character's name is that Ingrid Bergman played, but uh, that's not a big deal according to this book. But he uh, used this name, Kenneth Branagh used this name for, uh, for Murder on the Orient Express. I totally forgot about that. I wonder why it sounded so familiar. Yeah, I like it. It's a good name. It is a good name. So this one kind of follows in the trails of Appointment with Death. It's one of another... Uh, pushy, bully, uh, mean uh, head of a family. This time it's the dad instead of the mom. And Tyrannical, of, yeah. Yeah, and all of the children and how they deal with that uh, trauma, how they've all kind of uh, turned out from that. Uh, so thoughts, Charlotte? Do you want to start with some thoughts or anything that you want to talk about? On the, on the book? Yeah. But we usually do book first, right? Right. But we jumped right into movie. Like you said, 
There's only a few differences. Yeah, and I'll have Zach uh, do his review of the movie and then we'll, we'll discuss it too. But like, yeah, focusing on the book first. I would say it was fun to read. It was, it was nice to have something that hadn't touched mm-hmm. before. Like you said, wish I would have not seen the, the movie first. Did we lose Zach? He just uh, had to close the window. It was getting a little nippy. Is there more shooting? Yeah, a cannon went through the window. So we're now we're gonna close it, but we're good. Keep going with your sentence. We are listening, I promise. I told you guys not to record the podcast in the middle of the pirate mini golf. No, it's a civil war reenactment. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, that's okay. They use blanks. You're fine. Plans. All right. It was fun to read, but <laughs> it was fun to read. It was quick moving. Uh was mostly dialogue. There was very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know chunks of exposition yeah which is appropriate because it was all about the characters definitely and she seems to christy seems to flip-flop she does both well in my opinion she can set the scene and spend a lot of time talking about atmosphere and Mm -hmm. all that or sometimes she has a good balance of both and those are usually the exceptional stories yeah. And then sometimes it's like, nope, this is all about the people, the action, the talking. And I feel like that's what this book was. It was a big cast of characters. And was it, I don't know if it was necessarily hard to keep everyone straight because everyone's personality was so unique. It was hard. What do you think because, about that? Yeah, I, I was completely agreeing with what you said. I love the characters and I feel like they were well uh, defined, but the fact that they were all sons of his and all had the same last name and then they had their wives. Sometimes it was like, wait, which one is this? Even though they were so well-defined. Watching a movie is much different, but reading the Mm -hmm. book, because the movie uh, changes that. They take away David and they merge um, Lydia and Hilda's character. Hilda was more of the pushy wife in the book and they, they merged the two of them in the movie. And that I felt like if Christy had trimmed one son, there was just one son too many. So it was kind of hard to keep track of for that. But yeah, they were yeah. very well. And something I want to ask before we go on, like, would you tell, what do you think about calling spoilers on this one? I think, well, I think we should, because Zach watched the movie and usually he'll talk about the beginning to end. So yeah. Yeah, I think I can so. avoid it, but. But I mean, it doesn't matter. We'll call spoilers. We're going to spoil right. the ending in this episode. Yeah. 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 If anybody doesn't want to hear that, go away, go read the book and come back. You know, looking back, thinking back, is there ever a book that we haven't spoiled? Yes. At the beginning, like we two? shied away from it. And we don't spoil the ending if we really, we didn't spoil the ending for ABC Murders because we really wanted people to read it. Okay. Uh, but a lot of the times we will talk about it whenever she's doing one of her, she did it the first time endings. So, you know, mm-hmm. we did talk about it for Orient Express, Roger Ackroyd and stuff like that. Nowadays... Or in the early days, we shot, we didn't do it, but now we usually do it every single time. And I, yeah. I think, I don't think people mind that I know of. If you guys mind, let us know. Or don't. Yes, please. Or because we're not going to change. <laughs> I, I really don't care. Zach doesn't want to be talking until someone says stop. And even oh if Zach God. doesn't watch the movie now, if somebody says, uh, don't spoil it for me, he'll look up the plot summary, find who the killer is, and just say it. Like, yeah. The killer is Bob. And then he'll I'm, just be quiet for the rest of the episode. I'm not going to give context. <laughs> yeah. 
or give you anything you want. And everybody will probably be thinking, is the killer actually Bob though? Or did Zach just misunderstand? I'll just wait until somebody like says a name that I like I can use and they killed them. I was just gonna say what I really missed from the old days um was when Zach would just know absolutely nothing about no book, no movie, nothing, and would just when you would tell him the characters, he'd go, oh, it was so-and-so. And how many times he was either right or so close to right. Well, yeah, we just... got to do that. We'll, we have to do that with uh, Murder is Easy. See if he, if he still has the skills. Because he doesn't oh. know anything about that book at all. I've got skills. <laughs> his, his skill is still there. It better be. Because yeah. that, that one, is, that's a really good fighting chance, too. Because, yeah, yeah but we'll get there. We'll it's get a pretty there. easy book, you know? Murder is Easy. I'm take a break now. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna take a break. So where were we? We were talking about oh characters and stuff. Okay, yeah, another character that they trimmed in the movie was the was Stephen Farr, which right, that's right. why I asked that question. But yeah, because so he was another son. Yeah, one extra who was pretending to be Simeon's partner's son because he yeah. had started a mine in South Africa, right? Yeah. yeah and with his with his partner and he Stephen Farr shows up right before Christmas and is like hey you know I'm Ebenezer's son and he's like oh I liked Ebenezer stay for Christmas and it turns right. out that he wasn't Ebenezer's son he was Simeon's son right which is a good twist the but I think the the flaw with it is that she did the same twist with Pilar and both characters had the twist where they they weren't exactly who they said they were which is in a lot of Christie books that people aren't who they say they were, but it was in the exact same circumstances, mm-hmm. back to back, and so it, it was understandable that he was trimmed from a movie version because it was a it was unnecessary. Yeah, I have that written down on my notes. I actually made notes for this one. I haven't done that for a while. It was very satisfying. You're getting serious? <laughs> I, yeah, I have not. down to talk about that glitch, quote unquote, of of Stephen Farr, Sugden, Pilar, that that whole thing. It it felt, I guess it's one of those things, the longer I think about it, I think, do I really know how I feel about this? Like, was it appropriate? Did it fit in? But it, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It still felt clunky. Like, I, yeah, you, you pull, you tried to pull that off twice. Really? Uh. And I think I, I get, I, I agree that those two, it's too similar. I understand what she's doing though, because she does set that up where he says, like I have kids all over the world. I, I can't even keep track of them. And so she's kind of like proving not only is one of these characters a twist that they're a relative, but, but you know, two in a, in a different way that uh, he, all around, everybody has to be, everybody came from Simeon. Everybody's his kid because he's been all over the world and is a terrible human being with a giant schnoz. <laughs> Cannon. Cannon. That, yeah, that's funny. Um... I've been listening to another podcast about, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I've been doing a lot of driving is lately. It, is it called uh, Hot, Hot Tub, Tub Album, Album Reviews? Oh, no. You know, as the hard as I search, I just can't find it. It's like, it's like the internet doesn't want it to happen. It's there. A, a whole episode. There's an episode up. Oh, that's probably yeah, nice. Maybe another coming in a few uh, decades. <laughs> Look forward to that. They say it's like a comet, like every 30 years. It's an eclipse. It passes by. <laughs> you can't look at it or you'll go blind. <laughs> you have to listen to it because it's a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> you'll go deaf. 
So the one I was actually listening to was one uh, called Dictators. And it was two of the episodes were about uh, some dictators that they had had like upwards of 30 or 40 children just that they knew about. Yeah. That's, so yeah. I thought about Simeon Lee. He, he, that definitely had the same feel the same character yeah. he had the same attitudes he was the dictator of his of his own tiny little kingdom which was Agreed. his house and his family you know that reminds me of a similar podcast i was listening to called potators <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of the joke guys i have no more <laughs> information for that joke i just thought about uh, it and i had to have it that's an that's a good observation charlotte how do you um what so since this is so close to appointment with Seth, I'm trying to come back. How do you move on from that? <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't move on from quotations. You gotta give it 10 to 15 minutes. I want. I don't know so, who they are to make that the Dictators podcast, but I want them to have a spinoff podcast called Potators. Potators. <laughs> Potator salad. Because it wouldn't be funny if I did it, because I have no affiliation with Dictators. <laughs> I don't think they have an affiliation with Dictators. No, but the podcast Dictators. Okay. So, um, with this coming so close after appointment with death, how do you compare better or worse or different from Mrs. Boynton, Simeon Lee and Mrs. Boynton as the tyrannical head of the family? Like, is there one you prefer? Uh, Good question. Wow. It's like you're practicing to lead a book club or something. You're doing a great job. Wow. It's a cult, but you can call it what you want. Yeah. I need you guys to sign something when we're done, by the way. Don't read it. But... All right. I never do. <laughs> yes, I can't read. I'm just... You should see the kinds of debt I'm in from signing contracts. With me. Yeah. I owe Josh thousands. Yeah, the kidney. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if we'll feel differently about this or not. Um, I liked that Simeon Lee was so outgoing no that's not the wrong word he was so upfront there we go he was so upfront about his control of his family he's like i want all of you dancing attendants on me i hate all of you right. but i still want to get out of you what i can right. he was so still awful stupid, though like it, he was not in any way likable it wasn't like oh good old simeon he's just misunderstood mm-hmm. mrs boynton just just made me ill which which is a sign of a good character because it really when you're around a, a, an actual person like that and you you get the feeling of that personality is very very uncomfortable so she just was just kind of gross right but Simeon Lee was too because he was also like he was always saying really rude things to his daughters-in-law and I mean you know Christie's never like overly rude but you could tell there was an undercurrent of him just being a womanizer and yeah. a jerk. Um, Fake schnoz. <laughs> keep bringing up. It was important, though. Mm-hmm. Like, his physical features. And they did a nice job in the movie, too, I thought. The casting yes, they did. worked pretty well. Yeah. But as, as she did a good job on both of them, and they weren't carbon copies of each other no yeah yeah yeah. even though even this was like okay one was a woman one was a man but i think the way she handled it with the the types of narcissistic domineering bully personalities that they were 
were very nuanced and subtle when compared to each other. What, what do you think? To uh, quote my buddy Meat, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> last name Loaf. <laughs> yeah. Middle name James. Uh, <laughs> Meet James Loaf. I, I completely agree with uh, what you said about them being absolutely different because that's what I was thinking. Uh, even though when I first started reading the book, because I didn't realize these were right next to each other or this close, I was thinking uh, it's weird that she wrote two books with the family with a tyrannical head back to back. That's, you know, she must have been working that out of her system, but it is so completely different. And I think what you said hit the nail on the head. Mrs. Boynton is a little more real and it's like more upsetting because she's a lot more real as a manipulator Mm -hmm. and like fake around other people. And Simeon Lee is, though there are people like this, is much more like a a villain, like an old classic era villain. And while Mrs. Boynton is very unsettling, he's much more fun to hate. It's not like, oh, yeah. he's so awful. It's like, oh my gosh, he's so bad. And it's, it's fun to read a, uh, about him. And his effect on the kids and their different personalities, I feel like his kids are much more interesting to read about than her kids because hers True. is very well written, so much more real. This book is so much more fun and cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an appointment with death, they just spent so, she spent so much time writing about the psychoses Exactly. Because you had Dr. I'm waiting for Zach to say it because I like the, like it when he says it. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Gerard. Oh, Dr. Gerard. Dr. Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> he did it so much better. Yeah, because he spent what a good third of the book just like saying the same thing oh, over and over yeah. again. Like, oh, it is interesting. Let us let me talk and hear myself talk again about this Mrs. Breton. This is bonbon. She's so bad. <laughs> I don't remember any of these jokes. An inspector. What was it? Uh, yeah, it was uh, Colonel Carberry. That's Colonel it. Cadbury, who was Colonel from Cadbury. some land that is, cannot be found on a map. Canada land. Uh. <laughs> yeah, something that I liked was how consistent she was with each son's character yeah she made them each different not just for the sake of being different but they all fit together so well. at least that's what i thought you can tell me what you think i loved the little scenes of like let's see when they read the will and then right after when they have like the quote-unquote family discussion i felt like that whole dialogue she must have taken directly from a, a, a one of those situations where she was actually mm-hmm. sitting there because it was so real it was so fast-paced everything single thing that, that each of the characters said to me felt like yep that is exactly the way it would have gone yeah i agree all of their little scenes i love that this book wasn't a first person narrative yeah that it, it that that we could be in the room with it, just like it was with death on the nile we got to hear the couples interact interact with him separately uh, they all were so real because of that. We didn't have to be in their head for long periods of time. Just seeing them uh, like bounce off of one another just made them so much more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, which I thought was a fun way that she completed it, because this is in parts, right? It's in chapters, but then it's like- It part... yeah, separates it by days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part two, part three, yeah. Yeah. Um, the days before Christmas day and then like yeah. the day after, right? right? So at the end when they had- 
you know, Poirot had solved everything and everybody was going to go home. She has a bunch of little fast snippets of conversation from each son and each character mm-hmm. kind of saying their parting thing. And they're all so good. Yeah. It just, and the kind of the, the resolution that she gives you, I thought was really nice. She doesn't do that in all of her books. No, yeah. A lot of times it just, it ends with that, with that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing about this book is that I, I don't know if you read about this uh, was a challenge that one of the fans or one of her friends gave who was a fan. It's like her brother-in-law or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. Who said that, Christy, baby, Aggie, your books, <laughs> they don't have nearly enough blood in them. Like you are, you know, you're just poisoning people or just shooting people. And that's it. I want a good bloody murder. I want so much blood. I want it to be <laughs> disgusting. He was a, obviously a sicko. And so every, she puts that in the foreword of, of some editions of the book. Do you have that too? It's the quote from Macbeth about who would have known the old yeah. man had so much blood in him. Mm-hmm. And they make it a point to say that there's a lot of blood around the room. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. my edition. Yeah. Okay, I have a, I have a, 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 a older edition. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. I didn't know if Christy was being, if she didn't really want to do it or if she was just kind of being funny because it wasn't in any way gory. She just would right. every couple of pages be like, there was so much blood. Right, she uh, doesn't was- describe it. Yeah, she just has them comment on it. And that's what I, I liked about it because even when she does that, and there are uh, most, you know, most of the time the, the, the deaths have very little actual on-screen violence or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a few deaths that are implied to be gory, like if someone's killed with an ax or something like that, like, and then there were none after the funeral. But always, you know, she, she's a very clean writer, but also it keeps the coziness of the book. Mm-hmm. Like all of her books, even her most unsettling books, like, uh, and then there were none or different ones that have a very creepy atmosphere or have very dark themes. She always looks away. She always looks away. (laughs) And it has a certain sense of, of coziness to it that has made her book so long lasting. And a lot of the movies try to, you know, modernize those and make these like, you know, there'll be really graphic murders and it's not, it's not Christy at all. It like takes Mm -hmm. me out of the experience and I I don't want to see that anyway but it's like Mm -hmm. this isn't how she conveyed it if that kind of murder happened in her books and they did it was always off screen and the characters would react to it but but that was it 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 didn't break that feeling of of still coziness they could be unsettled by Mm -hmm. it and leave it it to your imagination like more like Hitchcock with the suspense but it wasn't in your face about like all the nasty details right which i think is a sign of a better writer because you don't have to show everyone everything or you don't yeah. have to do the thinking for them let the person make up in their imagination part of it or you know let them come to their own conclusions about how they would feel if they stumbled upon this but yeah she, she yeah it didn't come across as particularly a gory book no, it was kind of like her, like, all right, this is as far as I'm going to go for you. And then she doesn't really ever do that again. She like, we'll say, you know, somebody's face was mangled and you couldn't recognize them, but mm-hmm. nothing's ever described. Yeah. And that's, that's golden age uh, mysteries. That's ha- yeah. how they did it. And 
I prefer that over, you know, like procedurals or whatever, where it's such a focus on that. Like, and I don't want to watch the, the medical shows where like we go into the body and so I'm like, no, mm-hmm. off screen. I just recently picked up a book at the bookstore. It was a new release and it was about, um, it, it was, it was about, I think it was about a serial killer or something. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't even get through the first half of the first chapter because in the first three pages, three different people find like three different body parts mm. and each character that finds a body part all they, they describe is like how they went and threw up and it was like okay i'm sure that that is probably an actual reaction i have no doubt about that but really that's what you put on the first three pages of your book it wasn't even like it wasn't even gory but they're like oh you know we found an arm okay you found an arm i'm so sorry i really don't want to hear about how many times you had to go vomit because of it it's funny that you say that because it's exactly what I was thinking as I was saying about the cozy mystery genre. It's like, uh, I remember as a kid loving these and then would go like try to watch a mystery and it was always irritate me so much when you see the cops, even when they're like on looking at the off-screen murder and then they're like, oh, I've got to go throw up. It's that bad. That's how terrible the murder is. And I'm like, that's not the kind of mystery I like. Exactly. Like nice, cozy little old lady in her chair drinking tea mystery (laughs) agreed uh so let's talk about the uh movie a little bit zach so yeah um you could talk about some of your notes talk about your thoughts if you liked it you know it's your show oh oh man i just gotta say my very first note says um they're mining in south africa and um yeah someone someone just barely misses a lizard and that was just i was scared okay he screamed i screamed and yeah i stand by that that's his only <laughs> note and uh, that's all i wrote then he falls asleep um uh one of my uh notes was that the first time that son george is on this he appears no shirt kind of kylo ren cosplay style <laughs> Above yeah, the tile above his belly button, mm-hmm. and his wife goes, "Could you put on a cowl or something?" <laughs> she doesn't say that. That's a Star Wars joke for all you Star Wars fans out there. All you Star Wars fans out there, and um, for our mascot Kylo. Yeah, man, me and Kylo ran have a lot of history. <laughs> um, I don't have a, the thing is about this one is that this one wasn't really that absurd there wasn't a lot of funny stuff there wasn't a lot of funny moments or weird moments so uh, the weirdest thing to me was that harry was like way into his niece yeah and i was like bro so creepy i'm like because like okay he like walks up to her on the train and he's like well i'm gonna sit next to her and i'm like before he knows before he knows and he sits down and they start talking and then he and then he's like oh my gosh you're my niece but then he does the intensity of which he is like into her does not drop it almost increases in a way yeah and i'm like why come (laughs) on man like i know there are plenty of fish in the sea that aren't related to you (laughs) but not that we'll we'll ever look at him i don't think that's true and that was in the book too multiple Mm -hmm. times he said weird things like uh too bad you can't marry your own niece and um something else equally like okay you need to let it go buddy. and i kept saying as i was reading it i usually give my commentary out loud and i kept saying like uh 
this is a, this is weird for Christy. This is a weird thing for her to keep doing. And me and Zach had the same comment about it. What did Separately. you say? Separately. Separately. Uh, it's, this is a reverse, another Star Wars, <laughs> Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia situation. Yeah. yeah. Where, where Luke Skywalker was like, yes. And then he found out that he was sister. I mean, he, her, was he, he was her brother. He and was he was sister. like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Understandably. And yeah, this time, he's like, he's like, do you happen to be my niece? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> and I'm like, why? So I'm glad that Christy made that twist that it wasn't actually any relation because he wasn't right. going to stop anyway. But Maybe I feel that's like why was- she did that, that we were complaining about the similarity between Stephen Farr was not who he said he was and Pilar was yeah. not who she said she was, but hers was the opposite. Stephen was actually related. She wasn't. Maybe right, she was right, like, right, oh right. dear, I've written myself into a corner. Yeah. Well, Harry's I, a creepo. Probably I kind of wish that like she kept Harry as that big of a creep. And after she was like, I'm not related, Harry was like, eh. <laughs> not really <laughs> interested. Yeah. Just to like just really cement really? my feelings for Harry. So you did not like Harry as a person, I'm assuming. Harry as a person, he just weirds me out because yeah. he was so into his niece. Right. That's his main personality trait. It is. Because even like near the end, right, when she like someone tries to kill Pilar and she's like laying in bed. She'd been hit over the head multiple times and she's laying in bed telling her story about how she'd been in a car with Pilar and um, Pilar had been killed and she was, but she was spared. So she decided to take her place. And like Harry's only comment on the whole thing is, Oh, so you're not really my niece, huh? <laughs> yeah. You Do you prefer red wine or white? <laughs> Like, come on, Harry, you're so transparent. And then at the end, he's like, well, we're going to France where we can be safe. And I'm like, why weren't you safe here? (laughs) Why was that in the, did they get together in the book? I can't remember now. It was, uh, it was Stephen Farr, her and Stephen Farr. Right, and because he wasn't in, because I was, Zach was, uh, we were both looking at the screen like, wait, it wasn't like when Cornelia and uh, (laughs) the doctor got together where we were screaming and like had uh, Cornelia's name painted on our chests. (laughs) <laughs> it was like you know this sick repulsion because even though it's not his niece how could you be with someone who you thought was your relative how could you ever forget that you know <laughs> uh yeah, but, yeah it was, that it was the not the happy ending tied up in a nice little bow right yeah. although you say that but um i did really appreciate how how much uh perot appreciated his present of a pair of hand-knitted <laughs> mittens and by a um, detective Jap? Inspector uh, yeah, Jap? Inspector Jap. By Inspector Jap's wife. And Inspector Jap's like, put them on. And bro, I was like, I'll only wear these to church. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, nice save. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's wearing really nice leather gloves. Yeah. And you look at these and they're just awful. <laughs> yeah, they're knitted and terrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, poor Jeff. Something that I liked from the movie that wasn't how it happened in the book was that the reason Poirot got involved in this at all was because he was cold. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He goes out in his building. He's like, oh, I'm going to have a quiet Christmas at home. He sits down with his food and everything and he's all ready. And then his heating goes out. And then he gets a phone call from Simeon Lee like, hey, will you come, uh, you know, be with my weird family at Christmas? And he's like, (laughs) Do you have central heating? Right. He's like, well, yeah. And he's like, I'll be there in five minutes. 
<laughs> and you can see the regret on his face when he's there and they're all screaming at each other and he's close to the heater and he's like, this is a warm. <laughs> it's not working for me. You could see the regret in his face when um, he's waiting outside of the train station for the car to pick him up. And the two people who are like making oh, yeah. fun of him, like right that he could hear him because they're like, imagine wearing those shoes in the winter. <laughs> yeah. And imagine having that mustache. <laughs> right. And then he just looks up at them like, I'm like 20 feet away from you. And then they have to take the car ride together. Yeah, and, then, the house. <laughs> and then they're like, oh yeah, we're all the same family going to that house. And he just looks like, oh, why did I, why did I say yes? I should have just like it. That was the same uh, car ride. Well, what was it that Harry said? Like, um, he was like, "Oh, you're you're from Belgium. Pilar's from Spain. You guys should get along." Yeah, because yeah. you're both foreign. Yeah, yeah. He was awful. <laughs> yeah, that was another reason why I was like, "Red flag." Yeah. And, and none of the kids were. <laughs> I mean, I liked Pilar uh, in the book, um, and she was good in the movie too. But mm-hmm. like, n- none of the uh, sons or their wives are really that likable. They all have yeah. pretty bad traits. I think Pilar is the only one that is kind of like she's outside of it all and she mm-hmm. can be admired for her good qualities when it's clear that these all have been damaged beyond uh yeah limit. and i wouldn't go so far as to say that pilar is my cornelia but i i really did like her and i think she would uh, of a lot of the characters you pick out your favorite characters from christie's um body of work and and there's what thousands Mm-hmm. oh my gosh I, I really like pilar i liked her in the book and in the movie it was uh, i'm not sure who the actress was but she did a really good job she did yeah. <clears throat> um so how how does this like your enjoyment of this movie compare with everything else like things you liked or didn't like i didn't like it as much as the last movie i watched which was the one with cornelia death on the Nile. death on the Nile. <laughs> i mean uh, uh... <laughs> Cornelia Robson, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Life of Times of Cornelia Robson. Um, I didn't like it as much as that one. Um, just because I feel like the thing I like about the movies is just kind of like how the weird stuff that happens. Like, um, or I guess, you know, any of the short stories that I've read too. Like the short story when the, they found out that the girl was just fat. <laughs> yeah. um, it's Henry just Cavill. like, like just the weird, bizarre things that happen are like the weird interactions where you think like, that's not how humans work, but I could see that's how this human would work. Mm-hmm. Um, really quirky characters. Yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like I got that in this movie. Like it was still good. Yeah. But I didn't feel like it was, it was you know, when I sat down and watched this and I went to make my notes, I have like two pages of notes usually. And mm-hmm. this one, I had like half a page of notes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And with and with Death on the Nile, it was too straightforward. (laughs) Even though like Death on the Nile is like not absurd, like with the crazy like oh she was just fat all along twist. But all of the characters are are really over the top and a lot extra. So you had a lot to write it down about that. But the characters in this are a little more uh, like normal people. They're bad people, but they're not like they're not as eccentric. Mm -hmm. Right. I completely understand what you're saying, and it's a little. It makes it a little. It's still good. Uh, I still really enjoy this book, but it's not as, you know, it doesn't pull you quite as in as the, the big cast that- It's Death not flashy. Yeah. Right. It's not a flashy story in the slightest, which I was thinking about as I was reading it, I could like see Kenneth Branagh like making it if it was flashier. But then I realized I feel like there's a lot of similarities to this book slash movie to Knives Out. Do you see that at all? Yeah. 
Yeah, like you know, the head of the household slitting his throat, the mm-hmm. kids fighting Changing over the mic. his will, everything happening the night before a big event. The yeah, outsider. I the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and obviously that 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 might be intentional because uh, I was about to say Rain Wilson, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Rain Wilson. <laughs> yeah, with Dwight was so inspired by Agatha Christie's uh, writing uh in uh in creating knives out and and this is one of her books that you know it's it's the traditional mm-hmm. uh, english locked house locked door mystery yeah i think what zach just said was was went along with our opinion of the book too you know in zach speak it, it all we kind of all said the same thing <laughs> we're twins we're triplets <laughs> we're twin twins we're twin twins <laughs> now we're holding wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be four people no twin twins no <laughs> the adventures of Tintin. go ahead and say what you're saying before anybody thinks about it anymore. there was in and it was not in the movie and i'm upset in the book there was this amazing um exchange did you catch this josh between poirot and the superintendent mm-hmm. who we totally haven't talked about that at all and it was kind of important yeah we will <laughs> superintendent sugden you okay there yeah my back was just being weird go ahead okay it was sudden he's got weird back it was superintendent sudden sudden yeah was that that's how they said in the movie it's s-u-g-d-e-n didn't they say sudden in the movie i'll be honest i don't i didn't he never heard their name sugden i I only heard harry and that's i was thinking of spider-man the whole time you are don't harry (laughs) Uh, anyway so uh, yeah, so Superintendent Sugden is like the local police guy, and he had been there under the guise of collecting for a police charity, I think. But Simeon Lee had—that's uh, how it starts out—is that Simeon Lee had asked him there. Right. But um, but anyway, the exchange between Poirot and Superintendent Sugden about his mustache. Do you oh remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Remember I that. loved it so much. Um, oh, because, yeah, because Pilar had said that Sugden was a very handsome man and that he, that she liked her grandfather, Simeon Lee, because she thought that even though he was old and dried up, he would have been really uh, good looking when he was young, just like Superintendent Sugden, which is a big clue. But even in the movie, I didn't catch on to that, what a big clue it was. But anyway, mm-hmm. so um, Poirot's talking to him and... <laughs> He's looking at him and it says, Poirot said, and there was a wistful note in his voice. It is true that your mustache is superb. Tell me, do you use for it a special pomade? He's like, pomade? Good Lord, no. What do you use? Use? Nothing at all. It, it just grows. <laughs> Poirot sighed. You are favored by nature. He <laughs> caressed his own luxuriant black mustache, then sighed. However expensive the preparation, he murmured, to restore the natural color does somewhat impoverish the quality of the hair. And then it changes the subject. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the, the mustache empty. <laughs> so great. <laughs> it's really good. It was one of my favorite moments of any Christie book. <laughs> Of any mustache just, literature ever. I am just Poirot just staring at his mustache and being like, that's a nice mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. an admirer. So yeah, we could talk about that as the twist. Um, the twist is that this local police uh officer who uh is is the killer, uh this superintendent. And I l- really like how Christy did did that because she did it in a couple stories. 
I think this is the main novel where it's done. Is this the first time that she's done it? Because I, I know when she did it again. I'm, future, I'm famously. Sure. Yeah, I'm fairly sure this is the first time she's done it. Uh-huh. And it's very different from the other famous time that she's that she does it. Mm-hmm. And I because when I'm first reading it, I'm like, okay, this is really obvious because he's coming here and he's saying, Oh, I'm coming for the charity, and then he leaves. But Christy did such a good job by uh saying that. Hold on one second, guys. So, I open the windows and the wind and then is the blowing wind into the microphone. And so it's going, well, can you hear it, Charlotte? I don't hear anything, but I see your hair moving. Well, maybe that one open and this one closed might do it. Okay. I just, it was getting a little warm in here. You take your shirt off. All right. <laughs> get a cold drink. Um, are you my hair? Uh, I like how, you know, there's a twist to him being there where Simeon was the one who asked him to come. So he's like there under the guise of being there for the, the the charity thing. And then he's like, okay, that's not actually why I was here. Simeon got me here for this purpose. And you're like, okay, that's the importance of his character. Mm-hmm. And then you start just thinking of him as the cop helping out Poirot. Like each book have a, has its own cop. Why and is here. There's another why book. is Zach still wearing his headphones? Because I can. Okay. Aren't they like making your head hot if it's mm-hmm. warm in there? No. His ears aren't hot. No, my ears are Reason. just his back yeah okay josh has got weird back problems i've got warm back problems and i got cold <laughs> ear problems i'd appreciate it if you didn't bring it up again yeah it's rude charlotte yeah well sorry i can't help it you're canceled she got canceled <laughs> yo what did you think about the twist i thought it was great me too i always like when that happens like in procedurals or when it's done well yeah yeah when it's done well yeah because i mean nowadays i think it would be less of a of a big twist but she she does such a good job of making you sure that he's just a detective like Mm -hmm. she even gets the idea out that like oh maybe his purpose of being there is not what it is oh then she answers what it is and then she resolves it and you move on yeah it's really good yeah it is it is can i just say this I, I like Agatha Christie. I think she's cool. <laughs> Sam. Me too. After episode, what is this, 40-something? This will be 48. Come out and admit it. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I think I would recommend it. Again, not like big top five, but... But good read, yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, uh, uh, rank- ranking. Ooh three and a half okay solid i don't know what are your thoughts for my ranking because i like i say i always review them on goodreads so i won't forget uh i gave it four stars um because i just it was i it's one of the coziest of her books it was so much fun to read and i like looking at our list uh appointment with death was three and a half and i think it did a lot of what appointment with death did and improved on it Mm-hmm. and then above that is three act tragedy and i think it was better than three act tragedy and three act tragedy is a four star i i give it a four star in my mind okay so that gives me some perspective three act tragedy was the one with the the actor right correct i would say i enjoyed this more than that so yeah yeah you're so right that would that would sandwich it uh in between um it would be three act tragedy, uh, then Christmas, Hercule Poirot's Christmas, and then appointment with death. 
And on the complete ranking, it would put it uh, right below Murder at the Vicarage, which is four and a half stars. Uh, yeah. So not quite as good as Murder at the Vicarage, but better than Three Act Tragedy. I like that. There's a bug in here. <laughs> I thought you were just excited for the ranking. It's I a good like ranking. It. It's a good place. Four stars. I love, I love where we're getting into too with her books now because we're getting into good books and we're getting into her more character-driven books and everybody says this is her best era it's her darkest era it's the most psychological it's the most character-driven also one of the most prolific right like she wrote the like a huge amount of books in a short amount of time right and a lot of iconic books and a very high death counts uh, like all through this these decades so <laughs> super exciting stuff i'll just say it now because i always forget at the end the next book that we're going to be reading is murder is easy that'll be next yep another one that i have never read but you had seen a movie we'll talk about that oh we'll talk about it next time. yeah <laughs> so um what, Go what were you saying? Game. I was gonna say I kind of want, but I'll talk about that next episode. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm being a little <laughs> worm boy. Save something for the next time. Worm boy, worm boy, you wiggle around. Why don't you play your game, Charlotte? How many gold? Well, <laughs> that depends entirely on whether you still have that envelope I gave you, or did you leave it uh, any of the places you could have left it because you didn't trust me? Okay, so public bathrooms. Are not a great place to take envelopes but sometimes <laughs> no i did actually bring it i i entrust i put it with my car keys so there was no way that i could forget it when i came wow. to zach's lovely apartment Let me go get it. <laughs> i really it, should have had like a backup game because I, I every part of our history together told me that you probably wouldn't have it <laughs> i wouldn't have even it because even though josh was coming here i would have lost it between yeah, would have eaten getting it. in my vehicle to me arriving at my home. You know what that feels like, Zach? Food. Feels like shrimp crackers. <laughs> Charlotte <laughs> sent a message. You know, and it's she not. said, can somebody please pick this up from, you know, uh, her house? And I said, if it's food, the answer is no. <laughs> and I will was not. Like, no. <laughs> We're not going Zach, back there. We're Zach said, I will not go back. <laughs> and it doesn't look like food for the, you know, for the audience listening. It's in a manila a folder. A small manila folder. And when I squeeze it, it doesn't sound like it's alive or any kind of food that would crumble when squeezed. Now, the last time Charlotte gave me a manila folder, it had a towel with a bunny on it. Oh, that's true. So that was good. Imagine <laughs> this is cool. This Pain is and hard. This is for both of us, so it's probably leeches. Am I allowed to open it now? Are we allowed to open it yet? Yeah. Well, uh, let me let me tell you the story first. Um, you get to open it, not me, because you brought it. <laughs> All right. So let me let me tell you this story first. Um, Somebody was telling me a story the other day about working for a shipping company and that someone came in and said, do you ship live animals? And they were like, uh, well, that depends. And they're like, okay, what do you have? What do you need to, sh to ship? And they said, 39 baby tarantulas. Oh boy. <laughs> Throwing this in the trash. Oh, you know, you know, I'm a horrible arachnophobe. Yeah, There's no way I could have ever have like touched that. Even if it was a picture of a tarantula, I could not have physically touched it to put it in the envelope. But so they, it's that, you know, those things, those, those things that like you break them and they get really hot and you keep them for like getting your hands warm in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Hot hand hands. Warmers. 
Is that and what they, they are? <laughs> they put the they pack those in the box around the baby tarantulas, and each one of them, it's like the the size of a pinky nail, and each one of them are in the little cups that you get like your ranch dressing from, like you know, like the little condiment cups with the little lid with a little bit of dirt in it and each one has a baby tarantula in it and they pack it up in a box <laughs> and yeah, send I'm it. I'm not going to look at it. If this is living, it's your fault if it's dead now because you didn't tell me to store it somewhere nice. I threw it into a drawer with my... my <laughs> and then beat you it with a hand. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't give you anything living. I just thought that was an amazing story. And no matter how bad of a day <laughs> I'm having, like there's no... I keep thinking, you know what? It could be worse. You could There's, be Josh and Zach about to open up this package. It's not bad. It's, Is this going to be like when uh, uh, Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Rico? No, Jerry's uncle. Jerry, hello. Uncle, uncle Leo. Uncle Leo, yeah. When he opened the box and it exploded in eyebrows. I'm opening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Tarantula, hello. Are we ready to open it? Well, Zach already has. It's not. I haven't, I haven't looked inside. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's going to be food. <laughs> it is food. Gosh dang it, Charlotte. You were such a liar. I didn't lie. I said it was nothing bad. It's not okay. bad food. Audience, it's a bag of gummies. It's fake fruit. It looks like it, it looks like um, an evidence bag. Like, it, yeah, it does. <laughs> we found body parts that Zach's about to throw up, <laughs> and they are numbered, so we need to start with one. I'm guessing. So it's actually it's kind of a, a nice thing that I've done for you guys, and I just I wanted to have the buildup of oh we were going to do a food thing even though we haven't been in person for a really long time. Um, yeah, That's so it's, it's numbered one through five, and there's one for each of you. Um, she still has found a way to give us COVID. Are they, but they're different, though. They're not the same. Yeah. So what they are, they are all... So not only am I providing a service for you, um, we're, we are all providing a service for the community. These are all gummy vitamins. Oh. And so I want you guys oh, to taste them to see if you can guess what the vitamins are. And also to actually get you some vitamins into your life. Vitamins. This was a trick. This Josh was a trick to make us healthy. Now, I just want you to live a little bit longer. But in Josh's defense, his wife is vegan. So I feel like he eats slightly she healthier. Does, she does. When, when I come here is when I eat bad. But during the week, I've been eating very healthy. I have heard. I've heard. So. Doing care. I don't eat healthy <laughs> in the slightest. So This might this keep you guys help. around like just long enough for us to film one more episode. <laughs> When I opened Zach's fridge, it was like the Pandora's box of uh, junk food. It had a bottle of water, uh, a half a case of Coke, some like, cookie dough, like not in anything, just like loose. It was it was in a roll, <laughs> but the, I hadn't sealed up the roll because and there were chew, they were they were too far away. And you just thrown away it out and chew on it. Yes, I have. So I brought Zach over some cheesecake, and uh, I was going to eat it with him, and we didn't get around to it. I came back to visit like it had to be at least a month later and I opened the fridge and I like leaned down to get a, a drink out of the fridge and I'm like Zachary this cheesecake is still in here why are you calling me out on everything <laughs> and it was today. growing it was growing life why <laughs> why do you do this penicillin okay. But this is not the, the his defense was well. I don't really like look that far into the fridge, and I'm like I'm here one day, and I lean down to get a drink, and I see it, and I'm taller than you. 
Anyway, well, it's because you had to lean down. I just reached down and I could already touch the bottom of the fridge. <laughs> Zach is very good at construction. He's a very kind person. He's a very generous person. Not, it's gonna that story's gonna change after I beat him to death with my hammer. <laughs> he is a generous person. I mean, look at this microphone. Yeah, just, I love it so much. And I've just discovered that it has a mute button, which yep. is great. <laughs> All right, so you want us to try to figure out what our the flavors are of our gummies? <laughs> Or yeah. what vitamin it's providing. Try to tell me the flavor if you can and what vitamin it's providing. And then also once you've tasted them all, kind of rank them by taste so we can tell. And just eat one because I gave you two of each. Sometimes they're different flavors. And then also sometimes like if you need to check out later, like I don't remember what this one tastes like. Let me go back. Okay. But none of them are gross and none of them are anything weird. Okay. So. <laughs> Which one was that? That was number one, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, we started with six. <laughs> there's no telling <laughs> so wait, mine tastes like an orange i couldn't tell you what mine tastes like i would think mine tastes like an orange so that's vitamin d would be my guess okay now um i'm gonna guess peach because it's sort of in the oh wait same... there's two bags of each yeah oh we did that dumb okay I see, because we took out one. No, she intended us in case we want to try it again later. Oh, that because she said that. I was just chewing. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> now, I'm going to guess my flavor was peach because it sort of looks like the same orange. It's darker. Yeah. But it's, it's like red and dark. I'm going to do this based on the color. All I could taste was sugar because there's sugar on the outside. It has a sugary, yeah. mm -hmm. which is not bad. I enjoy sugar. He might plop one in his coffee tomorrow. <laughs> I drink coffee and not a Red Bull. Show me the show me the bag. Hold the bag up. His was okay. this one. Mine was that one. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, and I'm guessing uh, vitamin. I'm gonna guess the same thing Josh did because I feel like it's the same pack of like of vitamins. It'll be like. Okay. Uh, and what was your guess, Josh? Vitamin vitamin D D. Okay, it is actually vitamin C. No. And the orange one was orange, so I guess you'd get like Josh would get like half a point for that. The other one was grapefruit. Grapefruit. Close. Yeah. And they do, I know you each had one of each, like, but they do actually taste slightly different. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're supposed to rate this. Well, you don't have anything rate to compare it to yet. <laughs> so we'll keep these just so you can like rank them in our favorites. So let me see bag number two. I have a list, a master list, but it's far away from me. So. They look the same. Okay. Okay, these taste like um, pretty lame uh, fruit snacks. I'm not getting mm -hmm. much of the flavor. Trying to look at the shape of it, it looks like a cinnamon roll. <laughs> I'm gonna guess mine is supposed to be cherry. Okay. M mine tastes like peach. Okay. Um, I like this less than the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, I, what's that thing? Is it what, uh, biotin? biotin is that a, a hair thing? loss thing <laughs> yeah i think that's my vitamin um <laughs> i'm gonna guess vitamin b for no apparent reason okay <laughs> well you could very well be right on the flavors because they're like multiple fruit flavors so that's pretty much a giveaway they could there are cherry there are peach in that one so you both get a point for that um Ooh! and they are they are multivitamin so. oh so i was right so we were both right then it doesn't have <laughs> in biotin. a way in a way, well, a lot of multi, you know, my doctor told me a lot of multivitamins did because he didn't want me to take it because he says that messes up results of something else. That's why I guessed that. All right, never mind. So, how does it rank in taste, though? 
not as not good as, as good. the first. No, no, no. Okay. Are any of these Big Mac flavored? Oh, I would kill for a Big Mac. These look nasty, don't they? Yeah. They could look kind of like uh, like little erasers. Toast. <laughs> little toast. <laughs> Do you jump straight to four? No, this is three. That's three. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Exactly. I am personally them. sorry. Which one do you want? They, this one looks more like human flesh. I'll take that one. <laughs> you want the human flesh one? Yeah, it's I want to eat a little toe. For, for the people at home, know. let's this cut that out. Seriously looks like... <laughs> <laughs> I, Have you I learned nothing? Have you learned nothing? Out. It looks exactly like a human, like the bottom of your ear. Your, your, it does. Stop <laughs> talking about it. I'm about to eat it. <laughs> it kind of feels like a marshmallow, like a really hard one. <laughs> a really hard marshmallow. Weird. weird texture. Yeah, it's like they are a weird texture. Ew! It's like thicker than a fruit snack. It's like a fruit snack encased in marshmallow. It's almost like a soft cookie. I don't yeah, know. and they have the little bits of sugar on the outside. It's not. Which good. To my mind, no. tells me they're going to be like sweet and sour, and they're not. They're just vitamin sweet F. And sweet. For fail. <laughs> <Good one. laughs> um, I don't even get a, a flavor from that. It's just the mm-hmm. texture was so overwhelming that all I could think of is like toe, ear, or worms. I'm going to say durian <laughs> is the flavor. Tastes You're like going to guess what? Durian tastes like farts. <laughs> His friend Dorian's toe. Durian. Durian. Um, how is, is that actually pronounced a different way? It's not okay anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what? Josh, (laughs) what durian tastes like? I was like, what? Durian's a fruit. Yes, not you, him. Spiky boy. Uh, Um, So, guess on flavor and also which. um, I don't get any flavor. It just tasted like an eraser. It tastes like medicine. Okay, and that's my review. It doesn't taste like you know. I neither. You always what I associate with like the medicine taste is like the cough syrupy. Um, cherry flavor, yeah, but it doesn't so. taste like that. Mm-hmm. It tastes like how, kind of like how liquid Pepto Bismol tastes, but not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What vitamins are in Pepto Bismol? Um, Pepto Bismol is that a vitamin? <laughs> it's its own vitamin. So Pepto Bismol flavored and Pepto Bismol vitamin is both of our guests. I wonder if they have Pepto Bismol gummies yet. I mean, they probably do. They have antacid gummies, so they, they have Pepto Bismol like chewable chews. Yeah, gross. yeah, and I never don't... get them. Get the pill or just get the liquid. Ha- just have diarrhea in that case. If Honestly, that's the only option. It's not that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, how would you rank those as far as the, like dead you, last. worse? Three, they're dead, dead last. Worse. Okay. Dead so last. now it's ranked like one, two, three is still right. Let's okay. keep that growing. Those oh, were wow. calcium. Those were calcium, magnesium. Oh, calcium. Yeah. And the I flavors. <laughs> the flavors were um, cherry and orange but they didn't taste like orange at all which one orange the one that looks like flesh is orange yeah Yeah. isn't that stupid what kind of which one you want i don't care okay i'll give you the orange one let me see number four it's gonna it's tomato yeah i was gonna say it's gonna be (laughs) tomato flavor tomato okay okay you're not showing the camera i don't know i'm showing charlotte oh god (laughs) 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 i was i was putting it in front of your face (laughs) oh boy like a grandpa. This looks exactly like one of those little cherry tomatoes uh-huh. that you find in a salad, but I don't eat because it's salad. And this looks yeah. like a tiny little brain that I don't eat because I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh, it's too chewy. 
Is yours really chewy? This is so bizarre. They're firm. How bizarre. They are firm. It doesn't taste bad. It's just chewier. Mm. It must be a thick vitamin. <laughs> and also you went from like the really spongy ones, the, the calcium ones are yeah. really spongy. You went to like a now, actual fruit snack consistency. This is this has to be orange. I would imagine. Um it's not good. <laughs> but it's not as bad as the ear, right? No. I would say like I'd put it like in between two and and uh, yeah three. How's this gonna help people? They don't know what the, these things are. Um, you guys have a lot of influences. You just don't know. We are influencers. Yeah. I will guess that this uh, is fiber. <laughs> Good guess. It's just fiber. They do make those. Yeah, I know fiber gum. I'm gonna guess that this is mine was grape, and uh, it's um, it's. Mm, it's for fiber. <laughs> going for fiber. We're both going fiber. Next, okay. I'm guessing fish oil. I'm sure you guys do need fiber in your diet, but no, those were actually um, vitamin A and then something else weird called lutein, which helps your eyes. So it's an it's an eye gummy. Oh, me and Zach always go lutein. Yeah. <laughs> I the other day. And the flavors like, are strawberry and raspberry, so you way off, but it's okay. Yeah, we both got the flavor wrong. Anyway. What were you going to say? That Zach? was not strawberry. And mine was great. That was like <laughs> duck feet. <laughs> how do you know how duck feet tastes? Don't question me. <laughs> okay, so these next ones are red. They look like... Almost like dipping Dots. Yeah. Like big old dipping. This time I'm holding it to the camera instead of. I the see it. Yes, over. thank it's you. Almost like a little kind of candy fez. Sorry. <laughs> Texture of this one's weird too. Warning. <laughs> okay, because I know how you are about textures. Food. It's basically just fruit snacks. Yeah, but not good ones. But yeah, the the <laughs> consistency is is all wrong. Now I'm realizing oh, what a what a fine line it is for the consistency of your fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. What is the ones that we like? Welch's. Welch's. Some people hate Welch's because they are too similar to actual fruit flavors, and those people <laughs> are what we call commies. The what? <laughs> the ones that have actual juice in them are usually much better because I had some fruit. fruit snacks that I had found, so they they might have been old, but they weren't expired. Um, but they were, they'd been around a while and they were so, um, plasticky that they were just disgusting. And I was really disappointed. Next to worst. Yeah. I would still say these are weirder because it's like weird. The human toe is the very last, but these Mm. are next to last. Not even by taste. Cause the other ones, they weren't too strong in taste. Those are the only ones that tasted like weird and had a weird texture, but Mm -hmm. everything except the first two had a weird texture. Yeah. Um, what, what, Sherry. Okay, and what? Uh... Fish oil. <laughs> Omega three. I say cherry too. <laughs> they are cherry. You're correct, and they are vitamin B. Actually, oh, I oh, already man. guessed that. One. Yeah. That was the only letter we had. I don't yet. know what any of these vitamins <coughs> do. Well, vitamin A, you're not actually supposed to take. Like, it's bad for you. That's not true. According to Josh's witch doctor. According to my witch <laughs> that I go to, she said, "Don't do any vitamin A," and I said, "Okay, ma'am." And then Josh looked into her eye and he saw, saw how, how I died. died. <laughs> <laughs> Big fish. 
We always stick together. <laughs> well, I got your number one pick as far as number like one pick was people. actually number one. It was the okay. uh, it was the orange and the grapefruit. So those are airborne brand. Gummy. You want to do the other one that we did? The opposite of what you yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel I feel like I could run a marathon right now. <laughs> <I'm so sorry. laughs> I feel like I could at least like stand up for forty five minutes. That's a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't okay, even so think you'll have enough energy to clean your fridge. This was the least bad of all Charlotte's food games. See, I told you. Everyone's mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) His fridge is not dirty except for that cookie dough. Yeah. That doesn't have anything else in it. Yeah, you don't need to worry about your fridge being dirty if you're not storing food in it. True. (laughs) So, um, at the end of our show, it's time to do a few of our plugs. Um, Check out Hot Time Album Review. Yeah, yeah, I go out to out of album review. Yeah. Um, review wanna, singular, not plural. <laughs> you want to go check out our favorite bookstore, uh, Wordplay. You can go see our sticker up. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Marlene. I have read, <laughs> I am on my fourth, but I've read three Marlene picks in a row. And one of them was my favorite book that I've read this year so far. Woohoo! Uh, a five star read. And, you know, if you can get in there and they have little tags recommending books, but if you can get in there and if Marlene's there saying, Marlene, we think I should read because she's got you. She has got you. But also there may be a few other people in there that can help you out. I'm not saying Marlene's the only one, but Marlene is (laughs) pretty much the only person I'll take book recommendations from now. Yeah, it's true. Oh, and also I want to plug for myself very selfishly that you can check out impromptu reading audiobooks. And you can listen to me read right now uh, over half of The Mysterious Affair at Styles. Cool. You want to get into Agatha Christie, but want to hear me do it in my stupid voices and read as Hastings. So that's pretty exciting. Yes, I really need to do that. I've been so um, caught up with potatoes that I have <laughs> not read. I have not Comes listened to around. any. <laughs> i have a, now i have a uh, modest fan base there is one fan who is also a fan <laughs> of this one who uh no i don't mean i only have one fan but there's one fan who likes to text me whenever i have mispronounced a word which is often uh hey, brother no it's a, a true okay. fan they they okay. think it's funny they're not being a meme but um <laughs> The style of it, uh, I'm, I'm not being very like meticulous with editing this first book. I'm going to kind of see how people like it. I do make mistakes and I, I usually make some joke about it during it. It's not like a straight reading, not professional. Sometimes I throw in thoughts. Sometimes I snicker at what Hastings has said about himself. So, you know, it's, so it's like if we could hear you reading a book inside your head. Exactly. If you want to listen to a psychopath read a book, that's what it is now. And if anybody listens to yes, it, please recommends uh, books that they want to hear me do or recommends things that they'd like me to change. Cause I also have like a little book club section after each chapter where I discuss it and give fun facts. So any recommendations afterwards, feel free. There are a bunch of other Christie books that are in the public domain. In fact, one just, cause one does every year because she published a book every year. Secret of Chimneys just went into the public domain. So ah, if you have any recommendations? That one could not, be fun. Yeah, if not, I'm going to move on to another Christie. That one also, has too many accents. I don't want to be racist. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that gets hard with some of her uh, some of her characters. Yeah. Um, and also related to that, something that I think wordplay is going to start soon um, in there. No, no, not that thing. Not the thing that you're thinking. Um, 
<laughs> but maybe that sometime too. But wordplay, I think, is going to start doing um, a thing on Instagram where the workers or the employees all pick a book and read the first line oh. and then say, would you read this book? Nice. And kind of to like, you know, see how those first lines are and if they, uh, if they're a good hook. Right. So like last night I dreamt of Manderley and then you close it and look up and say, oh, that was in, uh, Rebecca, Daphne du Maurier. Yeah. Very good. I get a point. That was in the middle. It's like a human ear. <laughs> the oldest son in the show, the middle had to do a book report on, on, um, Moby Dick and he had this big video where he like did all these intricate stuff and he had like books going down as dominoes through the whole house and the very last one was Moby Dick Moby Dick and his brother read the first line and he closed it up and said something about a fish and he said are you hooked yet and he failed because he didn't read the book he just talked about the first line but that reminds me of that if you want to check that out <laughs> yeah check out Malcolm in the Middle no another one of our plugs just the middle just the middle <laughs> not Malcolm in the middle. Don't check out that one. Don't watch Malcolm in the Middle. We don't get any perks from that. Just we do from the middle. <laughs> oh my. This has been This has been a great one. Yes. We will see you episode. all next time. Maybe That's, even next week. Sign us out. All you out there who are listening, be well and merry on your way. <laughs> merry on your way. Merry on my way, Rip son. <laughs>